another edition of the Pick 6 Podcast. Will Brinson still on that never-ending vacation that he's <laughs> been be nice. on. Uh, I'm joined by Bryant McFadden, uh, one of my co-workers here at CBS, and a former National Football League cornerback. And you know what? This is the first time we've ever podcasted together. Yeah. First we've of done many. some hits together, though. Yes, we've done some nice We've done some hits. arguing together, yeah. right? You, yeah. you, Very entertaining. You, you disagree with me once in a Quite while. Quite a bit. Yeah, well, that means you're entitled to your wrong opinion. Like <laughs> Let's see how this goes how today. Do you, first, before we get into some of the stuff going around the league, I want to, you know, because fans might not be familiar with you, um, your transition from mm-hmm. NFL player to doing this, what made you go in this direction? I always loved sports in general, not just football, but sports. You know, I grew up watching sports. Uh, stayed in tune throughout my collegiate and professional career. And when I was playing with the Steelers, you know, we had so many quality debates in the locker room, on the sideline, throughout practice times, throughout meeting times, that it felt like this is where I needed to be when I was done playing. And not to mention still wanting to be affiliated with the league, feeling like I'm still a part of the league and just being able to talk about the game of football, you know, it's a dream come true outside of my first initial dream, which was playing in the league. Plus, he's a Broward County yeah. guy, as am I. We both exactly. went to high school here in Broward County, mm-hmm. so we're local guys. Before we get into some football stuff, the finals just ended. You like talking about a lot of sports. Did you think LeBron quit? I think the effort was not there from what we saw in the previous three ball games, especially when he realized the game was pretty much out of reach. When you look at the captain, when you look at the leadership that we all believe he provides. We all believe he has that captain role. Your job is to go down with the ship. Your job is to lead by example. And if we're going to lose, I'm losing swinging, not trying to block body blows and headshots. The whole thing with the injury was kind of interesting to me. He was shaking hands. He dunked after it with that hand. And then all of a sudden he comes out with a cast on his hands. I mean, that was a little dramatic. I agree. Uh, And to me – the debate about Jordan and LeBron is now over. I felt like Michael Jordan would have never, he would ever never allowed that to happen on his home floor. And Jordan, me personally, granted, this was probably, this Golden State Warriors team will go down as one of the best all time. No question. But not winning one ball game. Not winning one ball game. I don't see that happening with a Michael Jordan led finals team. In my opinion, no, it would not have happened, and they would not have just wilted in the second half on their home yeah. floor. You know, trying to get at least one win in that series, it was just a bad look for LeBron. Yeah. They quit, and then he comes out with the cast. Look, he's a great player; he's no arguably question. the second best player of all time, yes, behind yes. Jordan. But uh, that was a bad look. I agree on with Friday you. night. But and, I agree. and you know what? Look, the bottom line is they could have played as hard as they wanted to; they it, weren't winning it that didn't series. Matter. Yeah. But one of the greatest teams of all time, they would push the seven by the Rockets. Yeah, and that tells you how competitive the West yeah, is. I can't get. I mean, and we—they're they're, they're one of the best teams. Yeah, of they're all one time. of the best. I didn't say the best. But they have to be in that conversation. See, I'm, in my I'm opinion, one, I'm one of those guys that always goes back to like the Showtime Lakers. Uh, that's that's where I became a Laker fan, watching the Showtime Lakers because they made watching basketball as a child fun, and that generated and and started my liking of that organization. See, people don't give guys on that team their due. Everybody knows Magic. Kareem's the most unstoppable yeah. You got Scott. Michael Thompson. You got Cooper. Well, what about Byron Scott? Byron I mean, Scott. You know, first it was Norm Nixon, then it was Byron Scott. Yeah. But Byron, in today's game, Byron would be a lot. He maybe doesn't shoot like quite like Clay Thompson, but Byron Scott could shoot the basketball. Yeah, and he was extremely athletic, and especially could, taking you off the dribble. Not to sun, mention he's a sun devil, the first – oh, you want to throw that in there. Not to mention me personally, the first annoying, aggravating player was Kurt Rambis. 
Yeah. He paved the way for guys like Dennis Rodman, you know, the Draymond Green type, just annoying the opposing offensive player. And granted, he really embraced that role. And then there's James Worthy. I James mean, Worthy. in today's game, game when nobody could touch you, James yeah. Worthy would be phenomenal. I mean, look, it's a great debate, but uh, look, when it gets back to LeBron, Friday night was not a good look for LeBron. I agree. If you're going to make the case as the greatest player of all time, Michael Jordan. Flush it. Yep. Flush it. It's done. It can't happen anymore. All right, let's talk some football. Earl Thomas holding out a mini camp. Mm-hmm. This is not a surprise. He's not happy with his current situation. There's been talk all offseason about trading him, getting rid of him. You know, Dallas has supposedly been in the market to try and get with him. What do you think, if anything, matters in this situation? Does it? Well, not right now. It, it, it does not matter because, of course, if he's missing mini camp, who cares, really? From the individual standpoint, I believe Earl, Cam, Earl Thomas, I'm sorry, could miss mini camp, and once the season starts, he's ready to go. They're still using the same philosophies that he understands and he knows he's pretty much the quarterback of that defense in the secondary. So mentally, he's on, he's always been on pace and understanding what needs to be done. I think from the future standpoint, this is a bigger deal because if you don't have Earl Thomas, after 2018, the entire legion of boom is pretty much gone. Sherm is San Francisco, not knowing the status of Cam Chancellor as far as health. Now, you still have Byron Maxwell, a part of that organization. Sha- Shaquille Griffin and, 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 is going to play well last year. And I think he's the next star of that. But game. he's not really a part of the legion of no, boom. Right. You remember the four horsemen, the original right. four, yeah. and they start implementing guys? Yeah. He's like a sub yeah. type of legion of boom uh, uh, roster member, but as far as going forward, the chemistry that Earl Thomas understands, the chemistry that he helped create it, that the swag that he helped create it. If you lose him, now you're starting all over from scratch with a bunch of new players that don't really know the history and the prestige that these guys, Earl Thomas, can. Yeah, but they are starting from scratch, though, Bryant. I mean, they're they're that defense. No Cliff Averill, no Michael Bennett. I mean, they are kind of starting from scratch. The only group up front, uh, you know, the the linebackers are the same. Although, yeah, but for the most part, yeah. The back end. You know, you mentioned you don't know what Cam Chancellor, if he can come back and play. Mm -hmm. You know, Thomas hasn't been the same player either. He's been banged up and injured over the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, no Sherman. So you got, and you got youth up front now. Yeah. So you have, it's a changing defense. In my opinion, I believe even with Richard Sherman, let's say this is a hypothetical that all three players that we mentioned, Cam, Sherman, and Earl, were still playing together. I believe Earl Thomas is the most important player. Oh, I always thought he was the most important exactly. player. So now if you're losing the most important player after 2018, that's still playing pretty good football because he just turned 29. So he still has quality, at least three, four good years still left. In my opinion, the eraser is gone. He's a guy that really covered up a lot of mistakes that might go unheard of, but just watching him and seeing how he plays. Now you're starting all the way over from scratch. Yeah. And See, then- right now, at least you have a building block. Earl, we got him for 2018, but now we can allow these young guys to study, follow him, learn from him, because if he's gone in 2019, at least we have a part of him that we still have in that, in that area, in that position group. He's, uh, by the way, he is one of the only, uh, members of the Legion of Boom who has not blocked me on Twitter. Really? Richard Sherman. Why, why everybody Richard blocked Sherman me? blocked me because I sent out a bunch of screen grabs of him holding, <laughs> and Cam Chancellor blocked me because I made him the most overrated player in the league. So you're not well year. liked in Seattle? No, no, no. no. No, I am at enemy least, number one in Seattle. At least you're then embracing the whole it. Russell, then there's the whole Russell Wilson uh, phenomenon. He don't like you either. No. 
At least you're embracing it, Pete. Nah. I, I'm honest. They yeah. don't like honesty. I like that I call you're it like it is. being I call disliked it like it is. in Seattle. But you're right. Earl Thomas has always been, the, in my mind, yeah. the most important guy on the back end there because they play that cover three. He's in the middle of the field. He mm-hmm. can do so many things. Yes. The range, uh, if he doesn't play, it is a hit to him. But you're in transition. So mm-hmm. now you might sit back and say – and they have, you know – Entertain some offers, I think, on him. Yeah, they need to come down on the asking price, in my opinion. Yeah. I, know, I heard some rumors, a first and a third and then a second. No one is given that. No. At, at best case scenario, you probably would get, at best, a, a third round. Um, or two or three. Yeah. I don't think a team give you a two. Back end two, maybe. Yeah. I wouldn't give it to Well, you don't know if you're going to be in the back end. Yeah. <laughs> right? Well, you're right. Like, the ga- Cowboys make that deal. They don't think they're going to be in the back end. Yeah. But, yeah. So, you know, there's... These guys miss these mini camps. Mm-hmm. Everybody makes a big deal out of it. I've been around this league for 30 years, and it's one of the most overblown stories I agree. out there. Yeah, It is a story, though, when you start missing time in training camp. Mm-hmm. For example, your former team, Le'Veon Bell, yep. last year, didn't take part in training camp. Mm-hmm. And if you go back and look what he did in the early part of last season, he wasn't the same guy. You need the reps, you know, yep, right? You yep. need to get, you need to get, even though they're not hitting like they used to back in the day, you need to get banged the, around. The chemistry. And get, right. Football shape and in shape are two different things. Two different things. You can train all day by yourself or with your personal trainer, but it's not the same when you're running plays. When you in practice mode, which is the same almost as game mode, mentally and physically, it's, you, you, you can't. You can't really uh, uh, duplicate that as far as training on your own or with a personal trainer. So I agree. What's the toughest part of taking your training off the field when you think you're in shape and then you get into the training camp grind? What becomes the toughest part? Is the contact? Is your body? Is it body soreness? What becomes the biggest transition for uh, you? Just getting used to the format all over again because when I train, getting ready for training camp, I would train with other guys that played the same position that I played along with other positional players, and we would try to implement a practice-style training session. As far as wide receivers, we'd go through play drives when I'm covering them, not to mention getting conditioning involved also. But when you transition to your team, now you have 10 other guys that are all on the same page. So you're doing a lot of thinking. You're trying to make sure you're extremely verbal, so you're talking, you're learning, and you're doing all of these things on the fly. And what people don't understand when it comes to a physical sport, when you're doing a lot mentally, that puts a lot on you physically also because you're thinking on the fly. So first and foremost for me, when I'm in the huddle, I hit a play call, get to my side of the football field, offense comes out to the line of scrimmage. Now I'm looking at the formation. I see the formation, and now I start to get potentially certain plays in my mind that I can dissect so I can anticipate on being in position to make a play, not to mention change of strength motioning. You get a motion go through. Now we have a double call. Now we got to change our first initial coverage to something else on the fly. Now you're looking at the quarterback. You get your three-step read. If you're playing press technique, you're in game mode. And you got to do it all over again. That's what people don't understand is that when you go through a lot mentally, it puts a lot of wear and tear on your body, even though you're not moving as fast as you potentially can because you're thinking fast. Well, they say... It's especially hard, like, you don't usually see rookie receivers blast onto the scene and become these big playmakers. It doesn't have, it has happened, but it's, it, it's usually second and third year, and they say because they're reading routes on the run mm-hmm. for the first time, maybe in their careers, and that slows them down. They're not playing the game as fast. You notice that too when yeah. you're working against these receivers? You, you know, you notice that with receivers and also defensive players, especially in the skill, as far as with the skill guys, because they're so used to having one priority and doing it. And not to mention a lot of these receivers that are young and they get drafted extremely high, most of the defensive backs they're playing against Pete 
probably won't get a look in the NFL. Right. So just from the God-given ability, I'm better than you. Right. I will beat you. Even if you're in position to make a play, I am a better athlete than you, so I will dominate you. Now when you get across the line of scrimmage from an, on an NFL team, you look at the guy who could have been a fourth-rounder, but he was a beast wherever he came from. Now I got to look at him, try to find a way to – put myself in position but also i gotta look and see what they're doing what the safeties are doing i'm not used to seeing safeties rotate down or rotate away from me on the fly and i gotta look at the linebacker to see if he's helping out and i gotta look and see what leverage this corner is giving me and not to mention i gotta run my own route so that takes time as far as getting comfortable and relaxed and that's why you said you know most receivers that year two that especially year three is where you start to see young receivers flourish Outside, and there is an exception to that, in my opinion, as far as the gifted receivers, as far as measurables. Because if you're six four, six five, a Calvin Johnson type, yeah, you might be doing a lot as far as thinking, but you are a physical mismatch for any defender, and that will provide a lot of success sooner than later than an average size receiver. You know, last week I talked to Tyreek Hill, and I asked him, I said, Tyreek, when you line up with your speed, you ever look across at the corner and see fear in his eyes and he says he has mm-hmm. and you played the position yeah. if you were playing Tyree Kill and you got to line up against Tyree Kill what are you doing against him well first of all depending on the coverage if I'm in the situation man to man I might not get any safety help I have to understand and know what his strength is which is speed so if he gets anywhere within four to five yards of my cushion I better open up and run like I'm running from a, a pit bull I gotta run I'd rather him catch the short, shorter pass, come up and make the tackle, we live the fight another day. Because the thing about Tyreek Hill, he can score at any given time, and that can change the ball game as far as momentum. So I have to understand that. So it's almost like, you know, going against a boxer. You know if he hits you with that right hook, you might go to sleep. So be mindful and pr- protect yourself away from that right hook. So you know what, Tyreek? You're not going to beat me deep. I want to see your route running ability. Let's make him run intermediate routes because the thing about a player like Tyreek Hill, when you have a player like him, Pete, and if you were offensive play caller, guess what you want to do? You want to see him score fast. I have to realize that as a corner. So I have to play against that, knowing that they know he's a fast player on the football field at any given time. They will want to score fast. Most offensive coordinators like to do that when they have that type of toy to work with. So I have to play that. You can have everything underneath because route running could be, in my opinion, that's one of his weaknesses. He hasn't really grasped that skill set just yet. he's kind of new to it, yeah. Which is no surprise there. Right. So make him do something that he's not comfortable with as far as displaying his talent. Because we know he's comfortable with running four, four twos and running by you. So you know what? If you want to catch everything underneath as far as the slants, the curls, the outs, you're going to do that. But I'm going to tackle the catch. But I can't allow you to score in a matter of four seconds. Do you press him and get your hands on him, or do you play off man against him because you're so fearful of him going by you? He's you not a what? big guy. Me, so. me personally, yeah. just watching the game initially, I probably would start off off playing off. And here's why. The first quarter, a lot of receivers have all the energy in the world. Allow him to use some of that energy against him. So in the second half, he's not as fresh. So therefore, if he's not as fresh, he's not able to use the energy that he was using in the first quarter. I have an opportunity to get my hands on him more in the second half. You see what I'm saying? Right. 
Yeah. So he, he, he's not going to be as fast because he's worn down. And he won't, a little bit, yeah. And the fear of yeah. him running by you isn't as great either. Exactly. He's still fast. He's still fast. He's going to run by you regardless, but the fear is not there like it would be in the first quarter because the first quarter, especially the first series, the first few series in the ball game, he's fresh like I'm fresh. I know that. We all know that vice versa. So you know what? Let him run some gas out a little bit before he fills up. Run some gas out. And then the second half, I can I feel like I'm I'm in a better position because he's not as fresh to put my hands on. Which receiver gave you the most problems when you were when you were playing? You know, one of the receivers that gave me the most problems my rookie year outside of Jimmy Smith. Jimmy Smith Jimmy was, Smith was oh. the most underrated receiver to play oh, in this my league. Goodness. In 2005, we played Jimmy. Uh, we played Jacksonville and Pittsburgh. Byron left, which was, left, which was the, uh, that's my first career interception was against B left also in that game. But Jimmy Smith, all his routes looked the same. I couldn't get, I couldn't pick up anything on him. And granted, I didn't know a lot because I was a rookie, but just seeing how fluent he was and how strong he was as a route runner, he was a beast. Like you said, I think he is one of the most underrated wide receivers in the game as far as the last two Plus decades. He or had so. a three-year span where his numbers were Jerry Rice-like. They were, uh, and, and every guy I've ever talked to, cornerbacks, you, you're just saying it now, but like Samari Roll, Samari Roll had some battles with Jimmy. Samari Roll insists that Jimmy's the toughest receiver he's yes. ever played by far. Jimmy was a beast, and he said because he was so strong. If you put your hands on you, he got his hands off him, but he was big and he could run. Mm-hmm. See, Keenan was the better route runner. Yeah. Keenan McCardell. Jimmy was the star. Jimmy was the star, and Jimmy was a better athlete. Oh, much opinion. better athlete. Yeah. Another player that uh, many people probably forgot about, you know, he's no longer with us, is Chris Henry. Chris oh. Could, Chris could fly. Oh, my goodness. My rookie year, we was in, okay, he was a rookie also in 2005. So a lot of times when I came in in the sub-package situation as far as nickel and dime, he would be in. Um, Ike used to always follow Chad Johnson at that time. Um, and Chris, me and Chris would battle. And the thing about Chris and also – Kudos to Carson Palmer. I say to this day, Carson Palmer is probably one of the best deep throwers I've ever seen and played against. On a post route, when Chris Henry got inside of your leverage, Carson would lead him to the promised land. You better believe Chris would get there. And no one really knew he was that fast until you're up on him. Because me, when I saw him on tape, okay, he can run. But when he got up on your toes, oh, my goodness, Chris was a Beast. And he had that long stride. That long too. stride. And he, and he had that, that chip on his shoulder. He always, he had that mentality like, I'm a tough guy and I'm going to show you I'm a tough guy. It's extremely big time competitor, but the crazy part about it, Pete, that because of what happened and some of the issues he had away from the football field, he never got a chance to show really how consistently he could dominate. That was a, that team was very, very good. If, you know, if, if Palmer doesn't get hurt in that playoff game. No, they don't, they, they don't beat us. Still. I don't know. Pete, don't, I don't, don't know. Do I don't, don't know. Do now you're already banned in Seattle. <laughs> don't get banned in Pittsburgh. I don't know. Chemo, <laughs> got him that day. Yeah, I mean, Chemo was just trying to, you I know, know it, was it wasn't, play. it was a good play. And, and the crazy part about that is that we all respect the game and Chemo was an un, unbelievable professional. He was extremely hurt when that yeah. happened. But the fans, because they disliked us anyway, when they started booing and talking to us crazy, that turned us from the mindset of we're apologetic, we're sorry, man, we're sympathetic, you know, we're trying to really show our gratitude and, and how hurt we are to you. It's now it's like, F this. You know what? We're going to show y'all what's up. He went deep on that play. He went deep to Chris Henry. Chris Henry caught it. That's right. Yeah, he went deep to Chris Henry. Yeah, exactly. 
it's coincidence that we just talked about Chris Henry, but Chris Henry caught a deep one. And then, like I said, the fans were, right. the stadium went bananas. So we go from feeling sorry to being like, forget all of this. You know what? We're going to show y'all what's up now. We don't like y'all. Y'all don't like us, but it wasn't done on purpose. No. Oh, absolutely yeah, yeah. not. It, it wasn't done not. on purpose. All right. Uh, speaking of quarterbacks, I was out in Kansas City last week, spent mm-hmm. time with Patrick Mahomes. Man. The kid gets it. Oh, uh, you love Patrick Mahomes. Pat- Before you spent time. Oh, I know. I, you know you me. Just, I like that. I like it. I got the big, I like the big arm. He was my favorite quarterback uh-huh. in the draft. But more than that, though, just talking to Andy Reid and some of the players and stuff, the kid, think about this, Brian. Last year, after practice, he would work out with receivers, but he wouldn't bring any of the starting receivers out. You know why? He didn't want to make it look like he was standing there trying to take Alex Smith's job. Mm-hmm. Because he had the utmost respect for Alex Smith. Like he handled that. the situation very well. But this kid gets it. He gets it. Now there's still some flaws to why, you know, sometimes he gets into that pitching motion more than, you know, quarterback and they're working on his feet. But I'm telling you, that offense, when you got him, mm-hmm. Hunt, mm-hmm. Hill, Hill, Sammy Watkins, Kelsey, Kelsey. Watkins. Yeah. I mean, and then Chris Conley. Got to keep an eye on Chris Conley, I too. I like Chris Conley. I mean, that, that offense took steps in the wrong direction when he got hurt in correct. last year, correct. in my opinion. So are the Chiefs the best team in the West? Right now, no. I'm with you, but I'm going to hear who you say. I don't think so because the unknown about the young quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, scares me. Now, I think he has the best. He's in a great situation because of the players they have surrounding him and Andy Reid. Right. You know, Andy Reid, he does wonders with quarterbacks, especially young quarterbacks. But just the unknown, I don't know. So when you talk about the West that I believe once again would be real competitive, I'm not quite ready to say they're number two. They're somewhere in between that three or four range but right now. But they could win it. They could win it. I and think if they anybody, won it, it wouldn't surprise me. I think any of the four teams could win that. Yeah, division. I agree. I, if any one of the four teams won that division, I wouldn't be surprised. I guess the team that I would put. You put the Chargers. Number one would be the Chargers. Yeah, yeah me too. And the team, well, the, the, I guess the team that would surprise me the most if they won it would be the Raiders. Correct. The other, out of, I, I want to see if Gruden's the same guy. The game has changed yeah. a little bit. I mean, he's a smart man. He probably, probably figure it out. He's been around the game, but yeah. you got to see it first. Yeah, and, and I, I don't believe in the defense. The last two years, that defense has been bad. It's been bad. It's been bad. But you so. know, Paul Gunther comes over from Cincinnati, and he's a, he's a good coach. They've changed. They've added some people. I still worry about the corners. I think yes, they, yes. You know, Conley secondary. needs to play play well for them this year, and you know, they, yeah, it, yeah. I, but the Chiefs' defense is very good either. The Chiefs' defense, quiet as kept. They really missed Eric Berry when he went yep. down. Even though they had an outstanding corner in Marcus Peters, they still had inconsistencies at that position outside of Peters, and not to mention playing tough football against the run. And the pass rush wasn't And the pass to. rush the, was the, not. The run game was yeah. a disaster on defense. Yes, that run d- defense they had was horrible. So for me, if you can't stop the run, you won't make it long as far as if you get into the playoffs. You won't play long in the playoffs. I agree. Yeah. So – so clearly, you like the Chargers. I like the Chargers for the reason being Rivers and the pass rushers. Uh-huh. You give me Rivers, and you you take those two edge rushers, and Ingram and Bosa, mm-hmm. and Hayward, who's one of the most underrated corners. It kid had a great year last Casey year. Hayward, Casey Hayward, Vanderbilt. Yep. So when you look at that that group of guys, mm-hmm. I think they're the team. Yeah, the only concern I have with the Chargers' defense is their run defense. They were horrible a year yeah, ago against yeah. the run, but they had 
you know, they added some pieces. Duro and James can be a box cam chancellor type of safety for them to help with the run. Not to mention the name, the one that's really talking about Pete is Jason Verrett. If he gets healthy. Right. Because quiet is kept when he has been healthy and it hasn't been a lot. He's played real good football. So you finally get a chance to see a healthy Jason Verrett paired up with Casey. Not to mention you got King. Desmond King, who, who played, played well real year. good football. Yep. He's like a hybrid player, but he can yeah. play the perimeter as a corner, inside as a, as a slot. Also, moving around in the back end as a safety. They have a lot of talent. They have the best secondary on paper, based on what we know now in that division. And not to mention, they have to be in the top Better four. Better than Denver? Yes. Better than Denver. Well, Both corners... Even if you don't have well, a Chris help. Harris isn't better than Verrett's not better than Chris Harris. But Chris Harris, based on the last two years of play, he's not better than K- Hayward. No, Hayward's been better the last two years, or the la- at least last and year. And now we get a chance to see Bradley Roby finally right. emerge to be a we'll starting find out he's safety. Right. I mean, starting corner. Right. So what will he have in his store? And the safeties are okay. The yeah. safeties are okay. I think the Chargers ha- they have a better cast of safeties. See, for me, it comes down to it's, this league is always the quarterback and pass rushers league. It always mm-hmm. is. I agree. And Rivers is better than Keenum. Rivers is better than Derek Carr. Rivers is better than Patrick Mahomes right now. Yep. The team with the best pass rushers, Von Miller's the best pass rusher. Proposa an and Ingram together are better than and than any, any of the group. And I agree with you that Vaughn is the best individual pass rusher in that division. But Bosa it's not that far away. No. And but you you're also adding same, Chubb this year, too. To it, But to let's it. see. But it's almost like the Patrick Mahomes. It's the unknown. Right. Will he show up to be a big-time playmaker? Or will it take some time? We don't know. We have to wait and see. But you talk about collectively. Those two guys in L.A. with the Chargers, huh, they can take over a game by themselves. See, Melvin Ingram doesn't get the due he deserves. Yes. He was fantastic last oh, he year. He was fantastic. He is. He's, he's eager tell you what, to really do it I've talked to a lot of guys again. in this league, and you know you play with mean man James Harrison. Mm-hmm. Melvin Ingram has that mean man approach. I like him. it. I like I, it. I do, too. It doesn't, I don't mind that and at I all. And I think every defense, they have to have that type of personality. Right. At least for one guy, right. in my the, opinion. you got to have the nastiness. Yeah. All right. Speaking of defenses, I'm going to Jacksonville this mm-hmm. week for their Duval. mini camp. You love Jacksonville too, Pete, so let's keep that real. Throw well, I, I made, it was my home for 30 years. Uh-huh. I have no preference on who, the team winning or losing. I don't care one way or the other. But I will say this. That team is loaded. Mm-hmm. When I did, and, and my top 100, we're going to get into that in a bit. My top 100 came out Monday. Yep. There are eight Jaguars on the top 100. Mm. Eight. Of course, I would imagine the majority is from the defensive side. The majority is from the defensive side. Mm-hmm. Can you name the eight? Starting with the defensive players. There are two offensive players, by the way. Of course, the two offensive players would be Leonard Fournette. One. And newly signed uh, Noel. Two. Yep, correct. Jalen Ramsey. Three. Telvin Smith, Florida Four. State. Yeah, you look at you. Florida State, Florida State. Unfortunately, you have a hurricane in Calais Campbell. Five. Uh Malik six Jackson, AJ Bouye seven, and I'm missing one. Uh, the young and pass. Oh yeah, yeah, Yannick. Yep, from Boston College. No, from Maryland. Maryland, Maryland. Went to Maryland. So you're okay. talking about eight players. Mm-hmm. Yannick six, and Gottway. Six on defense. I oh, Miles Jack is going to be a star on that. I'm glad pattern. you didn't put him on the list. I almost though. did. No, you had an argument. He's not quite there yet. No, but he's he not. Is, but I like the. You know, he's, he's trending in the right direction. He, I agree. His last three games in the postseason he was outstanding. They yep. did him a disservice, um, playing him at strong side early in the year mm-hmm. and making him learn two different positions. He has a home now. He's in he, the middle. He will be a star. But that defense, yeah. 
I mean, you're talking about Ramsey's at, what in his third going into his third year, if I'm not mistaken. I think this is his third year. Third year. Yeah. Then you got Boye's not. He's 26. Playing pretty good football. Yannick is going into his third year. Yep. Um, Miles Jack is going into his third year. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're talking. Telvin's not an old guy. The only old guy on the defense is Calais Campbell. Yeah, Calais, and then you have Mar- Marcel, who's still there, right? Yeah, but he's not old. He's Mar- not old. Marcel, as far as years, Marcel Darius is in shape too. Yeah. I saw him. I saw him. He's in I, shape. This that is, defense could be even better than it this was a year is ago. me and my personal opinion. For me, this is their year to either get there or they won't. And here's why I say that. Because the strong suit of that team is the defense. And the pieces that we all name pretty much won't be there in 2019. A lot of key players, especially in the interior of that defense as far as money. And eventually you're going to have to pay the Miles Jacks of the world and the same Jalen Jalen Ramsey. So this defense won't be as close as far as personnel-wise. It won't be the same in 2019. So 2018, you got to make a run. Got to make a run because Marcel is safe to say he might not be there in 2019. Well, one of them the won't be. He said Malik Jackson. One of those guys yeah. certainly will not. Somebody's. Be. Well, that's why they drafted Taven Bryan out of Florida, and who is a good. Player. Also, too, you see AJ's getting paid nice money. You can't afford to pay top tier corner money to two different guys in the secondary. That's not going to happen, Pete. You can't. Well, they'll have to because it, you, Jaylen, you, you you can't find well, the means to do then, so. You you could you get I mean look they drafted Ronnie Harrison at safety he'll eventually oh, yeah, take the, over for one of the young one of, one of the old Gibson guys. or Church won't be there right. in 2019 that's right. another name right. that you can't call right. on in 2019 so you as could, far as you could, personnel you could realistically get rid of Church or Gibson or both um, Calais probably not Calais you'd probably give him one more year but pro- Darius and Jackson and or Jackson yeah, it's safe to say two of those defensive right. uh, interior players won't right. be there that's right. why they used the first round on Taven Bryan. From Florida, who's a, a darn good player. I heard he's looking real good, also and playing playing the big end. Yeah, which yeah. and he played inside of Florida. He was playing the big mm-hmm. end. But now we go to the other side of the football, and people are still concerned about Bortles, obviously. Now I will tell a lot of people out there right now who listen who criticize Bortles on a regular basis that there were a lot of circumstances that were involved in why they shut it down in the po- in the championship game. Mm-hmm. One being. <laughs> The receivers, they did not trust the young receivers. Those guys were running wrong, wrong routes the entire year. They didn't, you know this, they were young guys. One of them was a street free agent. D.D. Westbrook got picked up, yeah. uh, you know, he, he was suspended and he would, he didn't do it for, you know, the first, what, seven games or whatever. So they were throwing, he's throwing to a bunch of nobody. They didn't trust the receivers, A. The tight end was non-existent because Mercedes Lewis couldn't beat me in a foot race last year. <laughs> And then, and then the running game, the offensive line was kind of falling apart. Scam Robinson got hurt, yeah. uh, and they were struggling. And Fournette wasn't the same player no. um, throughout the season. So everybody likes to put it on Bortles. He had a stretch in December where he was very, very good. He had yeah. four games. The playoff good. stretch, he was real good. He's never going to be that guy, a star who can carry a team. But he can be good enough if everything around him I is think good enough. He has to understand, and I agree with you also. I don't think he can be a volume type of quarterback that you can rely on to have close to 40, 45 attempts and he come through with a big time win for you. I don't think he has that DNA as a quarterback, but I think he's starting to understand and get the concept managing the system, believing in the system, making timely plays, and most importantly, don't turn the football over. 
Bill Cowell used to tell our quarterbacks all the time, there's nothing wrong with punting the football because when we punt the football, we give our legit outstanding defense an opportunity to show their worth. But if you allow or create turnovers, our legit outstanding defense can't show their worth because they're going against momentum and now their backs are against the wall and you can't, you don't play the same football when your back is against the wall as in coming out on the football field from the sideline playing with a lot of field to protect. So he has to understand that. And as a young player, I didn't understand that concept. What you mean there's nothing wrong with punting the football? And he was saying that to say this, don't force the issue and then create a turnover because momentum is a great, powerful thing. You can't see it, but you can feel it. And when it's going against you, it's a snowball effect. See, I think Bortles needs to throw more on first down. That's going to sound crazy. And they did so in the playoff game. Right. You remember? And he was much better yeah, on first especially down. Especially on first down, the play action was impre- It was important for them because if you're a Patriots player, you know you're going to hand the ball off. Right. But you keep them on their toes as players and as play callers, and they really – He was very good. In the, in the, he yeah. was very good in the first half yeah. against New England. He was very good against Pittsburgh. Here's the thing, and you'll know this because you've played in the league – there are moments in a guy's career where no matter who he is, the locker room's going to have doubts about him, mm-hmm. right? He's going to have to prove it at some point. It's got to be prove it time. This might sound absolutely crazy, but according to the guys I talked to, you know when his prove it moment was? Against Buffalo. They didn't throw the ball at all. Remember, they yeah. couldn't throw it at all. They didn't game. throw it at all. They d- but he ran for 90 yards, and he toughed it out. Mm-hmm. And supposedly a lot of those guys in that locker room said, hey, wait a second, this is our, look at this guy. Yeah. We asked him to run for 90 yards, and he did he it. He did it, and he, he embraced doing that. I, he, he's understanding the concept of doing whatever it takes, and I think that's a part of his role. Because like you said, we both agree he's not a volume type of quarterback, but he's athletic when need be, and because of those runs – that allowed them to get to the second round. Because if you don't make those runs, Buffalo was right there. Buffalo was right there with they the They also knew Jacksonville also went into that game knowing that Buffalo wasn't going to score on them so they could yeah. play that way. And, yeah. and that's you had that luxury when you had that type of defense. But in Pittsburgh, they knew they had to score. Yeah. Even with that and they defense, did. they knew and, they had to And score. the defense came through big with Pittsburgh because the thing about that game, if they don't jump out like they did against Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh would have won that ball I game. I agree. Because eventually they were going to start clicking, which they did, but right. they were just so far But deep even like when Pittsburgh hole. clicked, I mean, like he, he, Antonio Brown had to made an amazing catch in the end zone with A.J. Boyer, Drake all over. Wait, he's a player that does that. So yeah. it didn't surprise us. Yeah. It was a great catch, but he's like, we've seen him do right. that time right. and time again. But you know what, though? Jacksonville, for some reason, has always had success against Pittsburgh. Listen, when I played in Pittsburgh, the player that we hated the most was Rasheem Mathis. Every time we played against the Jacksonville Jaguars, he got a pick six. I know. It didn't, I don't want, I'm like, what, I'm like, what kind of relationship Big Ben and Rasheed had, they have, because he gets, he gets a pick six every time. And we had some battles, but this guy, man. Well, but they beat, they did beat him twice that year. Yeah. Back in the day, they used to beat him when Jacksonville was in the same division with him. They have great battles. And and they, they just, they just, they, Fred just, Taylor still holds the ru- rushing record. Well, had the, he, in Pittsburgh, when, in three that, rivers. Night, that night game. Yeah, yeah. he was on double. I call him Fred P.C. Taylor. The P.C. stand for people's champ. He, he was, one. oh my goodness, Fred Taylor was a, was a beast. All right, let's get to my top 100. We'll go through the top 10 and yep. you can tell me if you agree or disagree. Okay. okay? Aaron Rodgers, number one. Disagree. Why? He should not be number one as far as what we saw in 2017 and 
coming into 2018. My number one would be Tom Brady. MVP. I have a debate. I I I had a hard time between the two of them, but yeah. I put I I would take Rogers. MVP. He's healthy. His cast is once again back again now. Julian Elderman, that just came out of nowhere, but they'll be fine. He won't miss. It the doesn't matter season. who. It doesn't exactly. matter who either one of these two. Throw and he to. played outstanding last season. Last yeah, but season. Rogers healthy is better than Brady. I can't say that. I'm, Brady's the greatest quarterback of all time because of what he's done. But right now, Rodgers is better than Brady. I mean, you know what you sounding like right now? You sound like the LeBron James no. fans who claim that he's better than Jordan. No, he was, but that's what you're sounding like. No, Rodgers is better than Brady. He just hasn't. He hasn't won enough. But this, so, he, so he's not better. Well, he is better. Oh. You could be a better player and not have how can one. You, how can you be better than another player, but you don't just win like, enough? Doesn't your coach always tell you it's a team game, football? Yes. And clearly, offensive-wise, Aaron Rodgers has a better, has had a better supporting cast really? than Tom Brady. Really? Yes, really. Where's the Where's the guy that's been a level of Gronk? And any the position. only exception. And the only position. And any, oh, and oh, any Gronk, pass catching position. Look at the wide receivers that Aaron Rodgers have had the luxury of playing with throughout his career. Jordy. And Green, yes, but pro Jordy, bowler. But he broke down. No, no, no. We not, we're not talking about when they what happened. But had, Jordy Nelson, Greg Jennings, Devontae Adams, uh, 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 James Jones. Just those four guys outside of the Randy Moss effect in New England. Tom Brady Edelman, has not. No, 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 Gronk, no, 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 no. Welker. Listen, listen. You're talking about guys that evolved to be outstanding players with Tom Brady. Right. It's safe to say if Jordy played elsewhere, because Jordy was a second round pick. Jordy, Jordy wouldn't have been this what he was without Rodgers. No way. No way. Greg Jennings either, huh? Well, you saw what he was. What was he when he was? I left? mean, that was the, to- the tail end no, of his career. No, Rodgers, just like the receivers in Julian, New England. Julian played quarterback just like in the, college. Just like the receivers in New England. They get better with no, Brady. No, no, no. And, and I, I Rogers don't disagree. Was, I give you that. But just from the pure individual wait. skill set coming into this league, those four guys that I named from Green Bay eh. were better better than the the the, the Wests of the world. But were they better receivers? Julian what, was any of, was any one of them better than Wes Welker and Julian Edelman? Greg Jennings? No. Yes. No, he was not. Greg Jennings was a, a, a consistent Pro Bowl. He wasn't better than he wasn't better than those two. Oh, they were the same. It's, it's same. And nobody's better what? at their position than Gronk. Is. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Not even close. No, no, not even close. So there's no the, there's your. That's the one. But outside of the other guys, if we're talking about fresh in the league, you're taking the four guys that I named for Green Bay, then the 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 the, the three four guys that we're naming outside of Gronkowski from the Patriots, in my opinion. But well, we we're, we got to include Gronkowski because Gronkowski. Okay, so I'm giving you. So one. I take Gronkowski and those receivers you, over you, what the you're Packers talking have. About one player, and I'm getting, and I'm winning with about three or four. I don't think I never thought a that I never thought that uh, James Jones was that good. Okay, and, and I agree with you, but he was better than. He wasn't better than Welker or Edelman. Danny, we're talking about Danny Amdo. We're talking about Chris Hogan's of the world. Well, Come on. Okay. We're talking about guys that have been cut That's multiple last year. Times. I'll give you that. They had we're, nothing we're, last year. Yeah. All right, so you put Brady over Rodgers. That's yeah. one, two. I got him one, two. I got Aaron Rodgers over Brady. Mm-hmm. Number three, Aaron Donald. Oh, I love it. I mean, you can make an argument about Aaron Donald being number two. You could almost make an argument of Aaron Donald being number one. I agree. Uh, but I'm not putting If you had Aaron Donald number one, I wouldn't have such a gripe. No, I wouldn't. I, I it, thought it, about it, it too because yeah. he was that dominant last year. <laughs> it's spectacular. Von Miller, number four. I don't like that. Why? 
Guy Juan changed his game. Sometimes didn't show up all the time last year. He changed his games. He, had, he still had a great year. He had a great year, but we're talking about a guy that we know can dominate. Who would be in that four spot ahead of him? You got to have Antonio Brown. Well, I got him one four. spot behind him, yeah. so you're and nitpicking. I, he got to, I'm nitpicking, but I think the consensus as far as the listeners would feel like Antonio should be over Vaughn. I think Vaughn changes games more than Antonio does. No. Yes, he does. It's a, no. a game-changing position. No. Game-changing position. No. If you had your choice, both <laughs> no. both of them being healthy <laughs> in their prime, both of them being prime and they're healthy, which one would you take on your team? Antonio. Oh, my God. Take the value position. I'm taking Antonio I'm Brown. I'm taking the pass rusher. You can have your little wide receiver. I'll take my pass rusher. I mean, A.B., come, oh, come on, listeners. I wish, you guys, I wish you guys can call in and tell us how you feel. I know so many people be like, B-Mac, you're right. You're entitled to your wrong opinion. Huh? Yeah. yeah, you can tweet at yeah, us. Tweet at us, please. Tweet at, your your handle is uh, bmac underscore sports talk, and also uh, tweet at uh, pick six. Pod. Yeah, tweet tweet at pick six. At pick yeah, don't six tweet pod. tweet at me because I know I got enough of them coming at me. Yeah, because he's gonna get blocked again. Uh, uh, <laughs> all right, Jalen Ramsey six. I think that's a bit high, but I can see he's the best corner in the league. Yeah, yeah, your reasons for having him top ten. And you're ready to put him the best corner after one year. He's the best corner. Year. He's the best corner in the league. I think Patrick Peterson would have some. I love Patrick Peterson. There. I love Patrick Peterson. But what about Xavier Rhodes? Florida State guys. I know. But Jalen Ramsey's a Florida State guy too. I mean, DBU. I, I think, like I said, I think it's a bit high, but I can understand Jalen, the year he had, right. coming into this season once again. So I can see that logic. Seven, Gronkowski. I think, okay, yeah, that, I, I don't have an issue there. Eight, Cleo Mack. I have an issue there. Why? Now, I said Vaughn at times was a bit inconsistent at times for the player, right? Not for the average Well, it wasn't player. his but Super Bowl with, winning with, year. Yeah, but was, yeah. Now, for Khalil, the issue I have with Khalil is that I think Khalil is one of the best gifted defensive players in the league. I think Khalil is like that LeBron James as far as measurables, athleticism, speed, quickness. You don't see a guy his size do what he can do. And that's the issue I have. I he was productive last he year. He was productive, but he had a lot of pressures. I need Khalil to give me what Aaron Donald does consistently. And Aaron Donald is always double team, but he's strong. He was, he's relentless. He's physical. He dominates regardless. And he's I also think, miscast a little bit in the last defense. To Mac. And, and, and that could be a big issue. And this is why I believe 2017 is a big year because no, 18. New, uh, 2018, I'm sorry. It's a big year for Khalil because now he's in a different system. Right. And you talk about Gunther coming over from Cincinnati. I think he had, he will have a better By the way, this place. isn't based on just how they played and last it's coming year. In this 2018. is kind of yeah, but, but still, but still, like, I, I, I think being in the top ten for Khalil, the last two years for me, I haven't seen the dominating effect that yeah. I believe he can I, display. I, all right. Number nine didn't even play last year so jj Watt. how is he in the top because 10? when he's healthy he's in the top 10 and he's healthy when he's healthy when was the last time he's been healthy? two years ago he's healthy <laughs> but he's healthy we thought he was healthy last year well he got hurt it he got hurt i just want to know but before he but got hurt we thought injury. he was healthy it was a different injury I did that, but that's what i'm saying See, the only guy that i didn't put in here that was hurt last year was andrew luck because we don't know where he is and that's fair but like marshall yonda is it one of the best guards in the league? He missed almost all last year. Yonder I put him. Is, I put Yonder him in. Is the best guard. But, so you got to take into injuries into account. Oh, Odell Beckham. Not, why, Odell Beckham. Oh, okay, my thing is this: Why are you not taking injuries into consideration with JJ when the last two years he's been hurt? 
Because he's healthy now. We thought that a year ago at this time that he was a different healthy. injury though. So if you he have had an ongoing back injury. Or oh something, wait, wait. So so you so you're giving him positive. You're giving him kudos for having a different no, injury. No, I'm just saying they're both were season ending. But he's healthy, just like Odell he, he Beckham. Odell Beckham's healthy now, and that's fair to say. If you have Odell higher than what many may believe he should be at, because he's been healthy the other other seasons. All right, Cameron Jordan at number ten. I nah, that guy's ooh. a beast. That one great year. If you're gonna have two, really, he had a bunch of good years. Last year was great. Year last year was great. Right. But if you're gonna have Cameron Jordan ten, you might as well have uh, uh, Jones top ten also from Arizona. Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones. No, he's not as good as Cameron Jordan. But he had a 17 sack season. I get it. Exactly. Who are you? You 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 griped with me about a couple of these guys. Who goes in? Who should be in? How? In the world, you do not have offensive the offensive player of the year in the top ten in Todd Gurley. I had him there and I moved him out. Why? What? Why? Why did you move just, Todd Gurley? Everything and anything. Stop it. I take can't your bias out of this. Put a running back stop in the top ten. You have to stop because, doing that because I don't think I don't. Beat. I I Beat. don't think there's that much difference between Gurley and Bell. And the, the Fournette and the whole, they're all back. No, no, no. There's not a, it's not, I agree with you. There's not a lot as far as difference with those two players, Bell and Gurley. Now the gap, the separation gap is large after those two. Even though Kareem Hunt led the league in rushing last year. I don't care. He's not in the conversation with those two top backs, in my opinion. And Gurley has to be in the top 10. He has to be. He, he wasn't he in my top 10. He and you said like, you and you said I, I had him in there and I moved, I moved him because you hate no I moved him down because I don't thought, like giving running backs their I praise. Really wa- a I wanted to put Watt in there because when he's healthy no, he's I, deserved I, I, and B Cam Jordan was phenomenal no, last season. Todd Gurley has okay, to okay, but be, you're griping about some of them, so there's got to be somebody else that you want to put in there outside of Todd Gurley. When you look at the top ten, you griped you griped about Cam Jordan, you griped about Watt, you griped about Mac. So who else who else would go in? Bell should be Bell? – where's Bell in your list? I forget. 13, he, something like that. How far down is he in your list? He should be higher. Me personally, you can remove J.J. Watt and Cam Jordan. And put Bell and who? You can put Gurley in there I mean, for girl, sure. Gurley and who? I, 19. Bell is 19. Where's Where's uh, Gurley? 12. So name me the so you're name me eleven through fifteen right now. You're you're, you're you're getting you're getting name angry me 11 through 15. You're getting angry over three. Yes, spots. because they need to they need to get their just due. Pete, eleven Luke Kuechly, twelve Todd Gurley, thirteen Julio Jones, fourteen Odell Beckham, fifteen Calais Campbell. Julio should be in top ten. I already move Julio. I Julio move, needs more touchdowns to get into the top ten. He had six touchdown catches remove, last year. I, JJ had. How many sacks last year? What? Zero. Well, we're talking about I, him being going forward. This going forward. And you're adding Kevin really into the fold as far as production that could help Julio Jones. Julio, Julio never Julio has fewer Gurley. touchdowns. Do you realize he has fewer touchdowns, I think, in the last four years than like all these average receivers? So if you if you were taking I love Julio would Jones. Would you take Cameron Jordan not not positions are not concerned over Julio Jones? Cameron Jordan had a better year than no, Julio Jones. No, would you Jones take I'm that, I just asked a question. I don't know. I just asked one yes, question. Yes, I would. would. Position value is more. Uh, you just you like these pass rushes, but Julio and Todd Gurley should be in the top ten. In my I opinion. take pass rushes all day over any receiver. I know. I'm just. I'm you would too. Well, for this argument, I'm taking Julio 
and Todd Gurley in the top ten. Yeah, look, Todd Gurley almost made it. I'll give him that. Yeah, and you just don't like running backs. No, I don't like running backs. All right, that'll do it for this edition of Pick 6. Uh, coming up later in the week, uh, is Will Brinson coming back or not? No? Who do, you, who, who do you got uh, later in the week? Nick and JLC will be coming up uh, tomorrow. All right, see you guys.